0: Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. Current events, local, world news, and trending. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me this evening, October the 7th at 9 39 p.m. Tonight, we're talking about IP Challenge for Youth and the Vaccine Proof Policy. Joining me this evening, ladies and gentlemen, I know this is a rare night for me to be out here on a Thursday, and I apologize to my listeners, you know, I don't know at 9.35 that the scheduled show was going to expire, so anyways, a little technicality on my part, but anyways, I'm here. So, as you may or may not know, here in Ontario, Canada, we have a vaccine certificate, meaning you have to prove that you are fully vaccinated to get into bars, clubs, restaurants, gyms, movie theaters, sporting events. And so, when it comes to our teens going out with friends, whether they're going to a movie, um, identification cards are not typically staple items in their backpacks or wallets. Now, I don't know, maybe times have changed. I, I don't know. You know, back when I was a teenager, you know, 14 years old, I had um, my birth certificate and my social insurance number with me at all times. Now, all youth under 18 are required to carry proof of vaccination as well as a form of ID to access certain settings. Now, Passports, birth certificates, citizenship cards, driver's license, and health cards are among the accepted form of identification. Now, the youth under 18 can show a photocopy or a digital version of identification document along with the proof of vaccinations to enter affected businesses like restaurants and gyms. Photocopies of ID and digital versions stored in a phone are generally not acceptable, but allowed for use. They never really talked about this, as far as I'm concerned. The kids maybe have a difficult getting into the restaurant or going to the movies. Because they're not carrying a piece of photo ID around with them. I mean, a lot of kids at 16 years old have a driver's license. They have a health card. Why are they not carrying these two pieces of identification? And not only that, not just because we have the the, the COVID uh, certificate that you're fully vaccinated, but what if you get injured, you're unconscious and you have no ID on you? Now, anyways, so with this, so the challenges comes out that has left the restaurant staff to make on-the-spot decisions to whether accept it, the proof of vaccination without identification arguing that puts workers in a precarious position between customers and provincial rules because the provincial rules say that you have to have a photo ID along with your vaccine certificate now they talk about a lot of places being nervous and they'll get cited for by public health officials, and many are exercising discretion, but they really don't, don't, according to the law, have that discretion. Now, as I talk about, if the government could provide some very easy-to-read, easy-to-understand guidelines, instructions to restaurants, that would be very helpful. Now, said so this sort of group, the teenager, said it's been flagged as an issue that young people don't often carry identification. And parents may be nervous letting their children carry around their birth certificate or passport if they don't have another form of ID. So, uh, again, you know, I mean, you're 16 years old, 17, 18, even 14. You should be carrying around a piece of identification. Now, this person, who is 16, works at a restaurant, and she has to check patron's ID when enforcing the policy at work. She's 16 years old. Now I talked about this before. When this policies came out and the vaccine certificates came out, who was gonna be at the doorway checking these vaccines? Management, owners, Why is this 16-year-old person checking the vaccine certificates and photo ID? This is a kid. He or she is just a child. I find that that absolutely ridiculous that the owners of this restaurant um, allowing the 16-year-old to check the ID and the uh, certificates of being fully vaccinated subject to ridicule, harassment, maybe even physical violence. You know, who knows about these anti-vaxxers. Hi, Doing, do, and thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. Well, this evening I was talking about the ID challenge for the youth with the vaccine proof poli- policy that we have going on here in Ontario, Canada, meaning it's a vaccine certificate showing that you're fully vaccinated ...in order to go to restaurants, bars, gyms, movie theaters, sporting events, and etc. So, when it comes to our youth, um, probably not a lot, but there are youth out there that don't carry around their photo ID. So, they want to go to the movies with their friends, they want to go to a restaurant with their friends... And yet, they have the proof of the vaccine certificate, but they don't have another piece of identification, mainly a photo ID, showing you that you are that person. Now, they're saying that it's generally acceptable. They have a birth certificate, a birth uh, sorry, a birth certificate. Um, a passport of some sort, um, but restaurants and in, in, in places are saying, "Well, you know, they don't have ID, then you know they'll be going against the mandated rules set up by the government." Now, when it comes to carrying ID, look, when I was 14 years old. I mean i had um my birth certificate on me um i had my social insurance, my social insurance number on me right so i mean i could show identification now they talked about the the guidance about the photocopy option um for use is not necessarily accessible And many parents and business owners aren't aware of it. Now, what I understood by the vaccine certificate and having photo ID, those were the two main pieces that you had to have together. Now, a lot of teenagers... 16 and up, they have driver's license, and for those who don't, um, they're saying that a photocopy, if they can't carry it on them, then, I mean, if their parents aren't giving them their 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 identification to carry it around, then have a photocopy of it, and that should be acceptable. So places like the movie theaters, you know uh, you know where the kids like to hang out or whatever to go inside to to have um, a dinner with friends. you know their the businesses are, are under the impression that it has to be your identification card such as a driver's license or your health card. Because our health cards have our photos on them, that that is that is uh, acceptable. But I can't understand why these kids don't have have their have their ID on them. Now another thing here, when I was just talking about here, um, a young person, age of sixteen, works at a restaurant, and he or she, on her shift. When people come in, she has to see the vaccine certificate showing that you're fully vaccinated and photo ID. Now, I said from the onset of this, when the government mandated this vaccine certificate, that it has to be the responsibility of managers or the owners to man the doors when people come in, not a 16 year old kid. You get people already, I mean, people out there already, you know, are upset, you know, because they're not vaccinated and it's their choice not to be vaccinated, but then you have this 16 year old kid at this restaurant working and he or she has to check your identification and has to check your vaccines uh, a vaccine status you know subject to who, uh, harassment, verbal abuse maybe even physical abuse I think it's wrong that if this restaurant has a kid basically, a 16 year old kid doing what the managers should be doing or doing what the owners should be doing was checking the vaccine certificates and the identification, not a 16-year-old kid. Now, about this policy, said so it has come out in two stages and uh, argued that busy operators lack the time and resources to, to pour over legal documents and guidelines to find answers to the questions and that the government could provide some very easy-to-read, easy-to-understand guidelines and instructions to restaurants that would be very helpful. Now, apparently, there's a 20-page guidance document from the province on proof of vaccination addresses the issue of youth age 12 to 17 who may not have identification to verify their identity saying that ID requirements are flexible for the cohort and only a person's name and date of birth need to be confirmed. See now, on your vaccine certificate, it's got your name and your date of birth. So does your birth certificate. If those two match, there should be a problem for teenagers. Businesses are worried that they would be cited if an inspection came about just to see what's going on in that in that restaurant. You know they don't want to be fined, and I get that. You know, because they're trying to follow the rules. They want to follow the rules. Now, here in Ontario, this vaccine certificate system took effective on September the 22nd this year. So what type of identification can be used for the purpose? However, not the only type of ID is accepted. I think the teenagers, I mean, I can't, I still can't understand why, you know, anybody, you know, the age of 14 and up um, are not carrying some sort of piece of identification, showing who you are. You know, back in the day, there was no such thing as photo ID. Even our driver's license um, didn't have photos on them. Our health cards didn't have photos on them. And now they all do. So it sounds to me that, you know, the government, you know, here in Ontario has to be more clear and clarify what is acceptable For teenagers, when it comes to showing the vaccine certificate that they're fully vaccinated and some piece of ID showing their name and date of birth. Because it's going to match the vaccine certificate. That shouldn't be an issue. But for anybody else 18 and up, it's photo ID. Now, since this rollout of the um, uh, vaccine mandates that's been happening around the province here in Ontario, um, when it comes to businesses, uh, whether it comes to corporations, Companies are putting a policy together, like all companies have policies. You work for a company, then you follow the company policy. Now, companies are implementing that you'd be fully vaccinated in order to keep your employment. The healthcare, especially, retirement homes, nursing homes, hospitals, all staff members, support workers, supportive staff, all have to be fully vaccinated. And they've been giving a certain date in order to do it. Now, when it comes to this vaccine policies that companies are putting in place, a long term care home here in Ontario. There's nearly 80 staff members have been suspended without pay after not getting the COVID-19 vaccine. This long-term care home put this policy in place like so many different businesses out there and corporations are doing the same thing. Now, so now they get upset, these employees, right? They've been suspended with pay. So 20 of them gather outside this place and protest. Now, 76 employees, roughly one-third of the staff facility, have been suspended without pay as a result of the new policy. The protest participants did not want to speak with CTV News, whatever, instead choosing to protest by displaying signs that said freedom for our medical choices and stop the discrimination of the vaccinated and no vaccinated. Well, I'll tell you what. See, they think it's discrimination and they think it's against their freedoms and liberties. They think it's against their human rights. Well, let, let, let me tell you my rights. I have the right not to get COVID from you. That's my right. That is my Freedoms and liberties, that's my human rights not to catch COVID from you. And they work in a nursing home. Now, throughout this pandemic, a few nursing homes were, were really heavily affected by COVID 19 out, out, uh, outbreaks, retirement homes. And wouldn't you think these workers would want to protect the most vulnerable people that they care for? And wouldn't you, as an individual, if you had a parent or parents that are in a nursing home or a retirement home, would you not want them protected? And then you have this this, uh, 80 employees Simply not gotten vaccinated yet for whatever reason. You know, this has been in the news for some time. Now, according to a letter that the long-term care home gave the staff until October the 4th, that's passed, to show proof at least one vaccine dose. And staff are expected to abide or are able to prove that they are fully vaccinated. And the dates roughly align with the province's band-aid. Announced on October first, requiring all, learn, all long-term care staff, uh, support workers, and volunteers to be fully vaccinated by mid-November. Now, a lot of the day, a lot of the uh, retirement homes and nursing homes are not provincially ran; they're independently owned, independently ran. So it's not the government at this particular retirement home or nursing home is independently ran. And the owners are putting this in their policy that you must be fully vaccinated or be suspended or even eventually Fired. Hospitals, and here in the city, the University Hospital, St. Joe's Hospital, Victoria Hospital, all are putting their policies together, mandating that all staff that work in these facilities be fully vaccinated. Universities. Colleges, public, school, public schools, Catholic schools, that you must be fully vaccinated, unless you can't be, for medical reasons. And that's a very thin line when it comes to that, because it only comes down to two things. There's one that you had a really bad reaction to the vaccine. Or you have heart, uh, heart problems in order to get a medical exemption. Now, for these people who work at this long-term care home who haven't been vaccinated and they're going on to say that, you know, um, their choice, their rights, this and that, the next thing, I mean, if if you're looking for pity, if you're looking for empathy, you're not going to get that from me. You know, imagine how the people who have parents that are in this long-term care home. What must they be thinking at this point in time? And you have 80 employees Who are now suspended because they're not vaccinated or not getting vaccinated. And risk every day going into work and risk every day possibly infecting someone who resides there. See, staff get to go home every day. People that live in these long-term care homes don't get to go home. That is their home. Now there is another one here when it comes to when it comes to these rules. These policies that companies are putting in place, not government mandate, businesses, corporations. Now this is from from an uh, employment lawyer here in Ontario. Employees who refuse to be vaccinated can be fired. Now the federal government has said its workers must be vaccinated by October 29th or risk being terminated. Now private companies are also looking at bringing in their own vaccination policies policies. and like I said When you work for a company, companies have policies. And you're to abide by those policies while you're an employee working for that company. And every single policy company, new policies companies bring in that you're to adhere to them. Now... This uh, labor lawyer and an employment law expert, many employees who refuse to get vaccinated will leave their jobs or be terminated in the months ahead. We have a lot of anti-vaxxers who are refusing to get vaccinated, so they are going to be resigning, resigning, or they are going to be fired and for cause now if an employee is fired or not getting vaccinated will most likely not receive severance pay and if here or, he or she feels they sue their employer they will lose as the courts will see mandatory vaccinations as something that is being done for the greater good of society now in the United States American Airlines told its workers if they refuse to be vaccinated they will be fired now even for the employees who insist on working from home to avoid being vaccinated could also lose their jobs. If an employer calls you back to work and they refuse to attend, that means that they have abandoned their job and they are entitled to nothing in the form of compensation. So I say to the anti-vaxxers, where's your freedom and liberties now? I don't know how an anti-vaxxer would answer that. Now, the exemptions being sought by some employees are only for a select few. Saying there is no easy way out for employees that don't want to be vaccinated. There is an exemption if you belong to a religion that prohibits vaccines. But there are no major religions that hold that as a tenet to the belief system. And you can fringe, fringe on religion, whatever, but... Even a person would have to show, you know, they were a longtime member of the religion and have written proof from the leader. What, a cult group? Somebody from the cult? Now, two reasons to get a medical exemption. The first is a severe, dangerous reaction towards the components of the vaccine or inflammation of the heart. And that's it. Those are the two exemptions. Not preference. Now, you know, when it comes to um, the Ontario human rights policy or the human rights law, the Ontario human rights, when it comes to personal preference, and singular beliefs not protected. The Ontario Human Rights Commission and relevant human rights laws recognize the importance of balancing people's rights to non-discrimination and civil liberties with public health and safety, including the need to address evidence-based risks associated with COVID-19. Now, receiving a COVID-19 vaccine is voluntary. And at the same time, the Ontario Human Rights Commission position is that a person who chooses not to be vaccinated based on personal preferences does not have the right to accommodation under the code. The Ontario Human Rights Commission is not aware of any Tribunal or court decision that found a singular belief against vaccines or makes amounted to a creed within the meaning of the code. There's never been any tribunal or any decision from any court when it comes to personal preferences or singular beliefs when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine. And while the code prohibits uh, discrimination on creed, personal preferences, preferences, or singular beliefs do not amount to a creed for the purpose of the code. And even if a person could show they were denied a service or employment because of a creed-based belief against vaccinations, the duty to accommodate does not apply see some of the problems out there when it comes to these anti-vaxxers they don't take the time like I do to look up the Ontario Human Rights Commission and what they say when it comes to the personal preferences and singular beliefs are not protected. So when it comes down to businesses, corporations, even the government, putting these policy policies in place. And if you don't get vaccinated, you can be suspended. And even fired. And I don't know how many times you you can tell this to somebody. And whether it really sinks in or not, I don't know. but these 80 people who worked at, at who worked at this you know nursing home not getting vaccinated for personal preferences or beliefs or whatever the case may be and i just told you what the lawyer just said That you can be that you can be fired. No, you won't get any severance pay. No, you won't get any employment insurance. So employees who refuse to be vaccinated can't be fired. Maybe they don't watch the news enough. These anti-vaxxers. I don't know. I mean, they. You know, anybody listening listening to this podcast here across Ontario, Canada. I mean, you watch the news, you read the news. You know, even the government, you know, before they implemented this vaccine certificate, people were subject to being tested twice a week. But the government here in Ontario felt, well, you know, that's, that's, you know, we got to go further with this and start mandating these policies when it comes to any type of business. You know, if the company that I work for, they can, too, put in a policy that all employees must be fully vaccinated by a certain date. They haven't spoken about it yet. This coming November will be the first time in almost two years that we had a, a company meeting because we weren't allowed to be together, we weren't allowed to gather. So something may be said, and they're waiting for the meeting to maybe to announce it, that hey, you know, we're we're thinking about putting a policy that all employees be vaccinated. I deal with people every single day because that's what I do. I'm a truck driver. I see the customers every single day. Every single business that we go into is that you have to even be wearing a mask. If you're not going to wear your mask, then you're going to have to wait outside. And you put your paperwork in the trailer and get your paperwork when it's done because you won't be stepping foot in any businesses without a mask now when it comes to the vaccine uh certificates that's the same as as going to any sporting events you must be fully vaccinated you must have the proof so you'll have you'll have a paper copy or you're going to have it in a PDF form and your identification. And while you're being seated watching a hockey game or a football game or whatever you like to watch live, the only time you don't have to wear a mask is when you're eating and drinking. Now, with these anti-vaxxers out there, I mean, I haven't really heard, you know, you know, when it first came out, September the 22nd, you know, there was a couple places, whatever, you know, where anti-vaxxers made a scene, but left soon after because it didn't do anything. They didn't get into the restaurant. They didn't like it, but too bad. And all the people, you know, over 10 million people here in Ontario, Canada, are fully vaccinated. So these little over 10 million people, we have rights too. And the anti-vaxxers talk about your rights. Your rights to what? Right. So. Well, that's what the anti-vaxxers do. You know, that's what that's what they'll do. They'll they'll drink the Kool-Aid. You know, do us all a favor. You know, so like I said, you know, when it comes to uh, these these policies in companies, the companies can put these policies in place. And if you want to keep working there, then you're to adhere to the policies. Just like you do now. Set aside being mandated that you have to be fully vaccinated to work there, just set that aside for a moment. Any other policies within that company, you have to abide by. There's no exceptions to the rule. And there's no exceptions to the rule when a company mandates that all employees, in order to continue working here, you must be fully vaccinated. And especially when it comes to nursery homes, retirement homes, hospitals. Our healthcare professionals. And there shouldn't even be any argument when it comes to the health care. And the people who work in the health care. And somehow these 80 people who, were, who now are suspended... Somehow, they think that I don't have to get vaccinated. I don't have to follow your policies. And you're working with the elderly, the most vulnerable people in our society. And somehow, you think that You don't have to get vaccinated? Well, you don't have to get vaccinated. No one's twisting your arm. To get vaccinated is all voluntary. But policies are rules. And rules that you must abide by what the company says. Now, what I'm telling you, when a lawyer, an, employee, an employment lawyer comes out and tells you the employees who refuse to be vaccinated can be fired. Plain and simple. You know, with the in in Toronto, um, you know, with the uh, Toronto Transit. You know, so they mandated the policy that all employees who work for the Toronto Transit Commission must be fully vaccinated. You must provide proof of that vaccination. So what does the union do? The union steps in. And tells the employees, no, you don't no you do you don't have to do that. Well it's policy. So a junction was going to be filed against the union. And what did the union do? Well they did a one hundred eighty. And then say, oh, yeah, 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 show your proof of vaccination. You know, whatever is kept in your employee file is personal. That is between you and the employee. And that is even the application that you filled out for the job. You see, in my profession, being in the the trucking industry, every three years, we have to have a medical. And I have to give that medical to the government. I get a copy of it, and my employer gets a copy of it. Now, they keep this in my file, so they keep my file updated so that they know that I've had my medical. And every five years, being a truck driver here in Ontario, Canada, I have to do a rewrite of my license. Because I hold the top license of all licenses commercial driver's license as you call it in the United States or whatever you call it around uh, around the world we call it the AZ and every five years I have to rewrite the rules of the road and I have to uh, uh, rewrite the air brake certificate and where does that go that goes in the file at work so they know That my driver's license is up to date. So when it comes to providing your company with proof of vaccination, it's the same as anything else in your employment file. You know, I hate it when unions step in there and start flapping their gums, telling telling the employees oh no 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 you don't have to do that Well yeah you do because the company is making it a policy and if you don't like the policy you either quit or you'd be fired. Now this employee this this this, this, this employment lawyer this isn't any BS. This is reality. And more and more companies, big and small, are looking into the policies of mandated that their employees be fully vaccinated. And like I said, when it comes to these anti vaxxers, When it comes to personal preference or singular, I give you no empathy. And you can parade around you all you want. I don't know what you want. I don't know what you're looking for. You're out there just making noise. And nobody hears you. Nobody. Is listening because we're tired of your crying, your complaining, and your bitching. You don't like the rules, can't help you with that. And when it comes to the Ontario Human Rights Commission, personal preference or singular of why you don't want to get vaccinated. You're not protected under the law. And just like I said before, see these people, they don't take the time To look anything up. Just right off the top of their head. They don't like something. Oh it's against my human rights. Oh it's against my my liberties and freedoms. They don't take the time to even read the constitution. Or maybe that little paragraph. It's against my rights. They don't take the time to read a damn thing. You know, when it comes to the to the Ontario Emergency Act and when it comes to the Federal Emergency Act, you know, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, these elected officials, they're sworn to protect you. Whether it is, whether it is um, natural disasters, war, viruses, they are sworn to protect you. And they have to have these emergency acts in place in order to protect their citizens. No, we don't like it. I get that. No, we don't want to be shut down. No, we don't want to you know, close down non-essential business. No, we don't want to do any of those things. We've all gone through it. Stay-at-home orders. Business closures. Only essential services. In order to scave off this virus. And no, we're not perfect here in Canada, and no, we're not perfect here in the province of Ontario. We've had our ups and downs. We've we've been through three emergency order acts here, just here in Ontario. Stay-at-home orders, shut down all the non-essential services three times. It was just lifted back last spring, but They're not fully lifted. We're still in a stage three reopening. When it comes to um, sporting events, when it comes to, well, it all depends on the size of the arena. You know, if it held 10,000 people or even 9,000 let's say, 9,000 people, that 4,500 people can attend. Outside gatherings is 100 people. Inside gatherings is 25 people. Yeah, our businesses are open. People are getting back to work. Yes, we can go to the movies. Yes, we can go to the gym. Yes, we can go uh, to the casinos and all these things. But when it comes to the vaccine and when it comes to the policies, You have to be fully vaccinated in order to go to the gym, to go to the movie theater, to go to casinos, bars, restaurants, sporting events. You have to have that proof. Even small business, even small manufacturing, even warehouses. All these places are eventually going to be putting in these policies. That you must be fully vaccinated in order to work here. I just told you what this lawyer said. I just told you what the Ontario Human Rights Commission has said. I don't know how more clearer I can be to these anti-vaxers. Get in line, because I have the right not to get COVID from you. That's my right. But in their little pea brains that they have—they see these anti vaxxers they just don't get that. They don't give a shit about you. They don't give a shit about me. But it's my right not to get COVID from you. And if you don't like that, too bad. So thank you for taking your time to come out here, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you taking the time out of your evening to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. This is The Trucker's Podcast. Take care and thank you.